Welcome to our COP26 impression series. My name is Janis Beller, and I'm here on the ground of the Sustainable Innovation Forum in Glasgow, happening alongside COP26. In this series, we are harnessing impressions of COP26 and the Sustainable Innovation Forum. Lewis McDonald, our Global Head of Energy, is here with me today at SIF, the Sustainable Innovation Forum, and the Sustainable Innovation Forum has already gone on for one day. Lewis, what are your top three takeaways yeah. from day one? and maybe some of the sessions this morning. Mm. Um, look, I think the first one is just the um, yeah, the energy and enthusiasm that's here at, at the SIF forum, um, particularly from the private sector, you know, really looking to, to get involved and um, and contribute to the to the you know the climate change problem with, with solutions. Uh, it feels like things have really moved on in, in these um, you know COP meetings. That now the, the private sector is, is very much a part of them, uh, and is, is really looking to you know throw its weight behind uh, the issue and really do something about the problem. Um, in that in that respect, they're excited by the opportunities that that this issue presents. It's maybe a strange thing to say about climate change because obviously most people focus on the the issue of climate change, but from the business perspective. It's really about the opportunity there is to actually get involved and do some, do some good business, um, as well as you know that, that which has a positive positive effect. So it's that private public mix that we're starting to see. I guess the second thing is just the um, it's the call for action. You know, the, those that are organising this conference, they ask everybody who's on the stage, why are you here? What is it that you have to say? And what action are you going to take? So everyone who's on the stage is really put on the spot. I'm speaking tomorrow, so I have to think about what I'm going to say when I'm put on that spot. But I think that's really good because it's not just endless waffle. It's actually um, an expectation, if you like, that anyone who's here has got something to say and they're going to say it. That's only two things, Yanis, but I feel I should pause now and hand back to you. Hey, thank you very much, Lewis. You mentioned the challenges and opportunities that, that are here. Could you just very briefly summarise? What what are the challenges that yeah, yeah. that we, that our client, that the business world is, is facing? And what could the opportunities be coming out of that? Yeah. I'll focus on the energy sector, Yanis, because that's the sort of sector that I know. And, um, you know, we get involved in very large projects. You know, our firm has been uh, actively involved in, you know, the major nuclear projects in the UK, major infrastructure projects in the UK and elsewhere, you know, massive liquefied natural gas developments, things like that. That's really where we uh, come in. It's where we really add value and you know, our expertise, our know-how means that we can contribute to these projects and make them happen. So now we're seeing the nature of the projects starting to change. Of course, renewables have been around for a long time, but they are now really on their way. They've scaled up, the technology is cheap, and people can't build them fast enough. The problem with renewables now is people just cannot get enough of it. And um, you know, we're involved in competitions that our clients are engaged in to try to win groups of assets, portfolios of renewables. So renewables are really exciting. The conversation here sort of has sort of moved on from renewables and it's onto the next sort of set of more difficult net zero projects. So hydrogen, carbon capture and storage, even nuclear to some extent starting to feed into the discussions. Um, you know, some people from EDF speaking yesterday in the blue zone and also at the SIF. A bit controversial, but that's back in the room again, the, the, the nuclear. So, you know, we're involved in making those projects happen and trying to make them investable and, and you know, try to get them from ideas into, into reality. You just mentioned the blue zone and, of course, 
the sustainable innovation forum where we at is, is happening at the same time as the COP negotiations are ongoing. What would you think would be the, the, the most important thing or what would you like to see come out of COP26 mm. and come out of the, the Blue Zone events yeah. that yeah. might help us get more traction here? Yeah. I think business really just wants clarity about the rules of engagement, the rules of business. Um, so in, a, in, in some respects they want regulation, they want regulation to be clear um, and they want it to be um, stable so they have the framework, if you like, for the investments. So we haven't seen that um, out of the, these climate change meetings in the past. Uh, of course there have been certain mechanisms that have been um, brought into existence all the way back to, say, um, Kyoto in 1997 with the carbon trading, etc. But it's never really gone fully global. It's, it's very fragmented these days, all the different carbon markets and the different regulations that apply in different markets. So surely the main thing we want out of COP is a stable global carbon trading system. And, and, and we understand that the Article 6 negotiations at the moment are, are heating up, that there's quite, yeah. quite a bit of negotiations on the ground. Over the weekend, uh, a couple of the square brackets were reduced further down. So we might see something in the course of, of this week, uh, hopefully. So do, do you think that, because you mentioned uh, in the very beginning that there is enthusiasm in the room, yeah. it seems like people are really, really keen to, to find solutions. Do you think that where there is that will that we have, yeah. there will be a way? Yeah, I think so. And I hope so. Uh, uh, because we need to get there. Um, obviously, last week was a big announcement from Mark Carney about the 130 trillion, 133 trillion, I should say, of um, finance that's available from you know all the organisations in his um, Net Zero Alliance. That's exciting to know the money's there, and there's a lot of enthusiasm. Like I've said, not only is there enthusiasm here, um, but you know we work for a lot of the biggest energy companies in the world, and we interact with some of their top people, and including their boardrooms. We know that the main issues discussed in their boardrooms are climate change, ESG more broadly. There's a lot of willingness, but the fact is it's not easy to invest in projects at scale that involve new technology. You know, you've got to, someone's got to go first. There's sort of a first mover disadvantage. It's the first time you do something, it's always going to be the most expensive. It's never going to be the most efficient. It gets better over time. So I think a lot of the effort from people like us, Yanis, and firms like ours, we're not the only law firm that does this kind of thing, and there's obviously all the accounting world and, and every engineering world and everything else, we need to put more of our focus on trying to enable these projects by ensuring that the, the right instruments are there to, to let the money in and de-risk them. And that requires a lot of um, negotiation with government to ensure that government's willing to put that money in at the start. And that money's coming from the people. So it's a massive job to get the people on side, which is mostly the job for the politicians, corporations too. So a lot of enthusiasm, um, but there's work to do. And I personally think that we need to spend more of our time on that, on, on you know making these projects investable. And what timelines are we talking here? Is this yeah. something that that we should try start tomorrow? Is this something that will develop yeah. over the coming years? Yeah, I would say as soon as possible. Um, I got involved in my first carbon capture and storage project back in 2005 in the UK. Those projects never never happened. 16 years ago, that's a long time. That's like maybe half of someone's career, you know. Uh, I really hope in the next 16 years we see a lot of 
of these projects come into fruition. But I know that the only way that's going to happen is if people have the confidence to make the first step, make the first move. I think we have to go faster and we just have to get on with it. Um, we've been talking about these projects for such a long time and now we just need more companies to just go ahead. They probably need to form partnerships and de-risk, kind of like how companies do that in the oil and gas sector and have done for years. They partner up, they share risk, and then they, they share the rewards as well when things go well. We've got to really work harder to work out how to spread the risk of these difficult, um, currently uninvestable projects, spread them across a large group of players so those risks are acceptable. You know, you've got to find the rewards there, share them around and get, and get, it, get it done. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thanks, Yannis. Have a good conference.